0: Welcome to this special edition of Surviving the Shitstorm. This is me in conversation, Kieran the Boy Bailey, with Tim Foster from Yummy Pubs. Tim is the head of awesome at Yummy Pubs. And you know what? I'm saying yes to that. That seems like a win for me, because everything I've watched, everything I've seen on social media over the last two weeks, tells me that the way that they have managed this challenge, this crisis, is absolutely awesome. We have a really honest conversation about the way That the team have come together to come through this the way that the business partners have come together to come through this and wow it just it blew me away I know you're gonna enjoy this one I know that you will so thanks very much to our partners to hola HGM and Vita mojo without you guys this is impossible and we really appreciate it but just sit back sit back and enjoy this conversation it will inspire you it will motivate you because if one man with a team around him who just want to do better and will do better and will come out of this fighting, if he can do that, you can do that.
1: Tim Foster, head of Being Awesome, Yummy pubco, uh, my company, so I'm allowed to create the job title. Uh, used to be head of Foresight, um, but that clearly... In the last number of weeks, is a job title I shouldn't and could ever hold down. So, head of being awesome is good enough. Um, and we have four sites. Uh, used to be six until a few weeks ago, thank God. Because if I still had them right now, it would be a very different smiley face on here. Probably wouldn't be too many smiles, to be fair. Um, but I think what we've currently got with the four, we can, we can fight our way through what's currently happening. Uh, and I am currently sitting in our first ever site that we purchased uh, a lease on 12 years ago and then managed to get the freehold last year, which is proving to be a saving grace uh, in what is happening. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, it seems to be, uh, although it was an incredibly <coughs> difficult position we were in last year because we were dealing with a fire from one of our other sites, we pushed ourselves and pushed ourselves really hard to do it. Uh, got over the line and I think had we not done that then it would be quite different right here right now and some of the stories that are currently coming out from uh, some people I respect massively uh, and how they're having to try and adapt is uh, is A terrifying but the um, you know high respect for, for a massive amount of the guys out there it is a stressful time
0: so yes that is me Wicked. So, I mean, there's a lot of people out there facing some real challenges don't get around it. But I reckon probably the first time I really probably became aware of, of you guys and what you're all about, me being a bit of a northern boy, uh, was around the time of the fire at um, yep. and it's, it's, I guess it seems weird to say, but that potentially kind of set you up for success for dealing with the, uh, this situation right now, I guess, to be fair. Oh. Dude, if you wanted any opportunity
1: to deal with crisis management, then that was one of them. Yeah, I think I'm a bit of a battler. I've fought my way through, probably, fought my way through life, I think, is probably the easiest mm-hmm. way of, of saying it. So I'm a, I'm a grafter, I always have been, um, and my dad had a business uh, in one of the last recessions as an auctioneer. Uh, he put his head in the sand and, and lost everything and didn't fight for it. So whenever anything bad happens, we try and do three things that are great. Um, and the fire yeah I was on a train on a Friday night after getting a call from one of my team who had traveled down for the night uh, eight o'clock on a Friday saying the the pub's on fire and I simply sent the message back going fantastic how are the guy's coping is it is it all great and she then popped up on her FaceTime going no 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 no
0: it's, no. it's actually on fire <laughs> genuinely you know, yep, you, I'm not talking about the roof being on fire. I'm saying that, you, going you down. see all the smoke, like a
1: bomb's just gone off. That's your pub. Like, okay. Um, so yeah, in a in a taxi on a train, within less than 12 minutes from home, which is normally a good 30 minute journey, um, and got down to see the fire brigade doing an incredible job controlling it. Um, but the phone calls that I made on the train on the way down, given it was on BBC News, it closed Euston train station. We trended above Beyonce uh, on Twitter. Was uh, I, I genuinely think it's gone. Um, oh, right. And Then, yeah, got down there, uh, and we were handed back the building by the police and the fire brigade at quarter past six on Saturday morning. Anthony and I sat outside the pub all night, on a couple of broken chairs from outside and um, then we started calling everybody and saying right we're going to the pub needs to open today um, and to be fair uh, it's the Charles Wells building Peter Wells came down uh, he was heading over to France he came along and I said Pete we're, we're opening this afternoon he said mm, no no Tim we need to we need to have a conversation you're not going to be open I said come on Pete we, we can open look the roof's gone but the pub's still here we can we can trade it uh, and then Roger Bell, who's their property director, came about two hours later, just looked at me. Uh, we have quite a, a good relationship with all of the team there. And he looked at me and just said, don't, please don't say it. And I said, come on, Rog, let's do it. Let's open it. He's like, mate, there's no hope in hell we are opening this venue. I said, yes, we can, Roger. Come on, look. I bought two hard hats. Before I legged it down on the train, I ran to the shed and I picked up my hard hats that we used for chainsawing brought them down Anthony. I literally just sat in hard hats going you know we'll literally give out hard hats to everybody so I bought 100 hard hats was the first thing I did on the Saturday after we went in looking at it completely covered in timber and smoke and water and god knows what else Uh, and Anthony just said what the hell are you doing I said I'm buying the hard hat mate because I don't trust insurance companies we know that we shouldn't trust insurance companies this isn't going to open if we go to everybody else's timescale and they're going to put us in the ground. So we are we are the masters of our own destiny in this and let's drive it forward. And he's just like, okay, yeah, let's let's do it then. So literally every day somebody would come along and the insurance assessors, I'll go, right, can I open it today, please? No, no, we're not going to get it open. How about tomorrow? Let's open it tomorrow. So I just kept giving everybody new dates. We got it open in 23 days. We had a hard hat party. We allowed everybody to have a Sharpie and write on the hard hats. Um, <laughs> and uh the insurance didn't pay out for a further 24 months wow. um, with the site of Summerstown, uh That is over a million quid um, mm-hmm. in takings. So we literally would have been been put into the ground had we not traded it. Um, so we traded it with scaffolding. Um, we traded it with workmen. We traded it with every, every part of our being really. So yeah, did that prepare us yet? Yeah, I thought, you know, I posted quite recently that that was the most horrific time of my uh, business life and i couldn't see it getting any worse and then boom 14 days ago uh, it all started to go a bit crazy um,
0: there's, there's so, always yeah, something else around the corner isn't there
1: always <clears throat> yeah and i don't think it, not a single person in the planet could have predicted what what was coming with this um but you're right the tenaciousness is there um as soon as we started to here, kind of look at our numbers really and, and see our numbers dropping down we then started having what we call python crisis calls so government have got cobra we've got python um mm-hmm. and we we started having daily calls between us so coming up with a whole load of plans uh every time that we did something and we spent all night working on it uh, the next day we were told that we couldn't do part of it so uh, we've just adapted and evolved like mad uh and we're sitting here today with A grocery business (laughs) Um, running from a pub Um, and Joe and I are, yeah, we just sort of look at each other really, Uh, definitely, definitely tiredness and fatigue. and we we did the app live yesterday afternoon, Uh, 27 orders just flooded in, 290 eggs. I said, Joe, dude, we, we have to stop. And he was like, no, no, no this is great. All, the orders are coming in. I went, no, no, we haven't got 290 eggs. <laughs> we've got 240. He's like, oh, all right, quick. So we, we pressed stop um, for collection today. But ultimately, we've got 29 collections happening today. And yeah, uh, we managed to get some more eggs in this morning. Um, and we're learning as we're going, really. Uh, we had a great day the day before with collections with uh, the neighbours. We've got to know the neighbours better than ever, um, which has been one upside. Um, Without a doubt, some lovely, lovely people going for some walks, etc. Yeah, and we we have a a grocery business and then um, hopefully that moves at pace into delivering the meals to the the vulnerable and the isolated, which we've already started kind of ad hoc. We need to put a bit more meat on the bone and and do it properly so that we're not scaring people. Um, And we're trying to work with um, a couple of agencies down here. So AGK have been amazing and we're getting some details to work with them and there's a distribution company who are still currently live uh called bluebird who can help us uh, actually deliver the meals so um you know that that side of it is for us to try and protect these these people that are out there really uh, and struggling we're surrounded by multi-million pound houses you know this this isn't an area our road is if you want to drive down my lane you're going to be driving past the house that's a million quid on the left on the right on the left on the right on the left on the right Mm -hmm. but Um, drive up the road two miles three miles and you are still in pockets of of huge deprived areas so um, it's it's not us giving meals to millionaires uh, because they're stuck inside it's um, genuinely being able to give meals to people that haven't seen anybody for uh, in some cases seven eight weeks I haven't seen a single individual so not only will we deliver the meal but we'll also be there to have a bit of a chat Um, I've put one of them in touch uh, from Sunday with my mum um, you thought I could talk the ass off a donkey, but my God, she can talk! So uh, she's now got a new a new friend um, on WhatsApp, and they're chatting, having a lovely time, I think. So when this is all over, they can actually meet up in person. So, so I'm going to. It's a start, beautiful thing. Um, yeah, you're not I just
0: think... delivering meals; you're not just delivering food. You're in fact delivering hope.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and, and, and keeping mum uh, engaged as well. I think you know she can be the a time. <laughs> she, she, There's so many hours in the day that she will be prepared to do it. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how we get on. Uh, my aspiration is to take all of my guys off furlough i don't want them i don't want I don't want the government hand out cash. It was a lifeline for us, and it's brilliant. but if I can build a sustainable business again before we get anywhere near taking the money from the government and even if I can get fifty percent of the team off off it mm-hmm. you know that that's an aspiration for me um because uh yeah we we're, we're here we've always been here to provide a service and and be part of the community. And my guys will get incredibly bored incredibly quickly, even telling them, look, I don't want you here tomorrow. Joe's like, come on, let's do it tomorrow. I was like, dude, this is a marathon. It's not a race. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got to pace ourselves. We're knackered. You know, I definitely begin to flag in the last couple of days and fell asleep this morning. He's like, yeah, but we've been flat at this for for two weeks. We have not stopped. I was like, yeah, but, you know, the energy's there, the, the desire's there, the drive's there, so let's keep doing it.
0: So what is it? Um, what is it that drives you to say, you know, what I want to get my team off furlough? Why is that so important to you? I don't know. I don't know if it's a pride thing. Like it's more of a. I, I don't want
1: them to have to be compensated um, and and also missing out. You know, they're not getting their full salaries. And some of my guys that we still haven't got clarity on on when they've worked hours, haven't worked hours. You know, are I would a sensible approach for me would be to look at the same as holiday pay for hourly staff. So it would look back over 12 weeks and some of the guys haven't really worked in that period of time. You know, we're moving into ramping up our operations right here, right now in an ordinary world. You know, it goes from having eight or nine of us operational down here with Joe and his team in the winter months to 35. So there's a massive swing with the, with the team where we go into summer trading. And if I can get, and protect them and give them an income that isn't reliant on, on a furlough, then that is yeah, massively important to me. Um, I know that we can't allow them to work whilst they're on the furlough, so I would prefer to get them off the furlough, have an operational business that is making a difference for communities and making a difference for people in these times, and then we we fly
0: back into full operation when we're allowed to open the doors. It's the key of hospitality, isn't it? I think we, certainly with with pubs, you know, I started out running pubs when I was a, when I was a much younger man and you're a heart of a community as part of that business. That's, that's the simple fact of life. And people, like people grow to expect it from you and they kind of, they get so much from it other than just, they're not coming to you for booze and food. They're coming to us for so much more than that. And when we, when that gets taken away, it's incredibly difficult. And it's the same for our teams, I think, to be fair, because social lives, most people have met their partners, their boyfriends, their girlfriends within work environment. It gets stripped away and that becomes really disconcerting. So I think it's amazing what you're trying to do with, with getting them back into work. Um do do, so the grocery store thing, do you think you'll be able to kind of extend that beyond this one site? Do you think you'll be able to kind of take it into the into the London sites?
1: Yeah, um, definitely an option. Um whilst we're seeing the success coming through, um, we've kind of uh, we have to be a bit careful with our supply chain um, down here. We've uh, had relationships with our suppliers. Uh, Lee, Gav, and the team, and then Chris Major Butchers have been incredible. Um, They're local, so the butchers, we're we're literally uh, a mile away. Um, Gavin's in New Haven, so he's just over about 15 miles away. They're all now beginning to really feel the effects of the pubs having to close last week. Uh, I think they're in the shock wave number three, so I think travel was shockwave number two uh, number one hospitality number two now supply chain number three and you guys and Mm -hmm. and all of the freelancers you're you know you're feeling all of the pain into this weekend and and gavin's got warehouses full of stock that there's no route to market for it to go to so um uh what that's one kind of key thing so can we sustain it into london we don't know we don't know if they can actually deliver to us so they've gone from a fleet of Uh, talking to the driver this morning fleet of 44 down to a fleet of 13 but you know the whole don't worry guys we've got you back you know we're we're in this together which is fantastic so uh, under under complicated it probably here Um, we're doing Deliveroo in the London sites um, starting with the Vic on Monday Mm -hmm. Um, so we're going to do a burger concept Uh, we think that that's still going to be key for the city um, you know there's still going to be that that food chain still needs to be there you can't just suddenly chop off a huge uh, uh, food supply and then not replace it um, and facilities wise you know you just people don't have the same facilities in in London flats as, the, as they do they've gotten so used to being in a capital that's the best food capital in the world that they can choose food from anywhere that you know, most of them are probably looking at a cooker right now, going, "Jesus Christ, what do you do with it? Okay. How, does that happen? How do you <laughs> yeah. turn it on?" <laughs> um, so it that's, a challenge. That's, that's the the beginning of that operation. Anthony's leading in London, so we sort of split our our time. He's been working incredibly hard this week with the uh, uh, overdraft facilities, um, just the cash movement. And working on everything, and done a brilliant job with the memorandum on the on the mortgage here. So he's really focused on that. Talking to all of our suppliers, you know, literally picking the phone up and going, "Guys, you know, we are going to do everything we can to make sure that money keeps on coming and we pay you. Um, you might have to give us some help at some parts if you can. Please tell mm-hmm. us if you can. not You know, Derek, our gardener down here, Derek gets paid full full stop. You know, Derek, yeah. uh, and but um, and the British Gas, you know, SSE. Sorry, guys. Probably not going to pay you. You know, you go you to the back know. of the queue. Yeah, but the most important uh, people within the supply chain. So we rang everybody. We rang everybody on Monday, and we we're like, look, we we simply don't have the cash to clear down all of our debt um, and pay our team. We we just don't. If the government were prepared to give us the money on Thursday to pay for Friday, then great, happy days. We can do it, but we we can't. So who you know who wants to work with us? And our response from the suppliers has been amazing and they're under huge pressure but still um, has been great and I think they appreciated the phone calls going in I think a lot of people hid away um, dodged the phone call you know kind of ignored the letter coming their way to say hang on a minute you owe us some money um, so yeah I think that personable approach is there but yeah we'll see we're, we're, we're going to take it one step at a time I think we're in this for the long haul uh, the guys were were biting at the the bit to get groceries live on monday and then, come on let's go let's go let's go i was like well, this is new you know we don't know what yeah. we're doing here i know we've got supply i know we've got um all of the different things but this is a whole new territory for us so let's just walk slowly let's see what people want clearly they want eggs um and let's let's take it one step at a time so yeah fresh fruit fresh veg um i genuinely believe that kind of you're we're a week or so really into this now um people have habits of of what they cook we certainly do at home with lucy and i you know we have stable dishes that we cook throughout the week and then we go out um so i think there's a a great opportunity for us with the specials and the stuff and the steak pies and and all of the things and we can again evolve keep the guys really fresh thinking on their feet um and uh driving some new dishes that can then make up our menus going forwards when we come out of this
0: well that's the key of it it's a really good opportunity to do some actual live testing uh on uh, on your customers <laughs> and say right what do you love what do you like Find some stuff out there and get some clear pictures about what uh, what they're going to come in and pay look, uh, pay the money for on site
1: yeah and also for us you know i worked uh, having the six sites and then trying to run the six sites operation you you naturally have to change your job and you you just do and i've always been hugely hands-on i love being hands-on in the pub if it came down to it really truthfully what should i do probably just run one bloody amazing pub um but we wanted to expand and we wanted to grow so Uh, Just after Christmas, I came back in working at Summerstown three days a week with the team there. Absolutely loved it. Um, Getting back into the detail, not just looking at customers on social or on spreadsheets or, you know, just genuinely talking to them and saying, what do you want us to do? You know, what's important to you? Um, And being here, talking to customers, you know, we are keeping our distance, but I'm getting to know our customer base down here better than I've ever known it. Even when we came here, and we started trading and it was Anthony I and Jason running this site for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the insights that I'm getting from our customers and just asking them why we're important to them and, and what do they want? And finding brand new customers who literally live around the corner, who walk past the pub every day, who have never been in here. Um, and they're like, right, so what, what are you doing? Well, this is what we're doing. Oh, okay. No, oh, Great. We've. we've well, I don't know why we don't use you. I don't know why you don't use us either. <laughs> we know, 12 years, mate. Come we? on, yeah, we're, we're, we're here. You know, we're amazing, Boozer. Come in. So, yeah, because us a, a real opportunity to reach out to that community again. Um, and like I said and have said all week, you know, the team now can be trained um, because we have all of the online resources and the Yummy Academy all online, and what we're doing now, you know, the, the massive explosion with people using video conferencing. Um, mm-hmm. We started doing the video conferencing about 18 months ago because we realized that kind of our guys were one team, but they were all in individual sites. So we started having a, yeah. a, we called it Clarity every Monday morning. All of the guys would dial in, head chefs and GMs, and we'd talk through the week, you know, and learn from each other. And, and it was fantastic. So we really began to appreciate video conferencing. I think now, uh, the whole nation is going, wow, actually, you know, this
0: is quite cool. We can do something a bit different. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. And I think, I think culturally, this is going to make a massive difference to the workplace in the UK going forward. You know, my, yeah. my wife works for, for Volvo uh, Trucks, and uh, they, they have a lot of people who are like, you've got to be inside. You've got to be on, 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 in the office. We need to be able to see you. That's a really weird way of working. You know, my wife's so much more productive when she's working from home. She, yeah. she will get up at seven in the morning and she is going until sort of eight, nine at night and she will yep, just yep. smash it out or she could lose three hours driving to, to Warwick from Nottingham. Absolutely insane, to be honest with <laughs> you. Really. I think it's going to make a massive difference to, to the, kind of the culture of the business. And I think that yeah. idea you said, of kind of switching to having weekly video calls as well, that's a really smooth and smart idea because that's how you maintain that sense of team rather than a working group. Because <laughs> when we're not connected, we're not kind of seeing each other, which is really key in hospitality, I think, on a, on a regular basis, then we do start to kind of, we have shared goals and we're kind of we're working towards this common, common idea. But we are a working group because we're separate in our own little silos. Pull it all yep. together on a regular basis. And that sense of team really does just get fostered. And when the shit starts to hit the fan is when that sense of team becomes so, so important. And everything you've described so far is obviously a symptom of the, of the, of the kind of the culture that you've built up to this point.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and just, uh, we wanted to be really open. You know, most of the videos that I've been I've been posting out LinkedIn and, and stuff are videos I've been sending to the guys. Um, you know, luckily Tim Martin and I have decided to go a different tact in our video approach. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I've I've put out the videos to the guys to show that our vulnerability, you know, this is who we are. This is genuinely what we're trying to do for you. And, I learned that going back into Somerset. So and so many of the team were scared of me being there, you know, and, yeah. and it took, it took months for them to understand that I was there and I didn't care if they wanted to lean on a bar, lean on a bar, you know, you've, you've just smashed out three grand's worth of sales in the last two hours. You're knackered, piss off and, you know, go yeah. and have a break and then, like, oh yeah, but oh crikey. I was like no i' I'm, I'm doing it. you know we're all human, I'm not stupid. I've been in this game for a long, long time. I know most of the tricks, and if you've got some new ones, please teach them to me. I'd love to <laughs> learn them um so yeah the the people and the cultural part is has always been huge, and yummy, it's been a massive part of what we do um and it's been a, a key a key driver um in in who we are and i've always said that we just have really big buildings that are a pain in the ass because they're bloody expensive to fix all the time uh and ultimately the heart and soul of the business is the people inside of it and that's customers and staff so yeah i think that's that's definitely come through in the last couple of weeks to the general public that maybe have forgotten that maybe have forgotten who we are um you know starving them of of the pubs now Maybe we'll make them really appreciate them when, when we come back. And just seeing some of the stories out there that some of the pubs are doing is incredible for their communities. Um, and people will hopefully remember, um, just like the milkman. You know, uh, saw a brilliant interview at the beginning of the week where he was off, you know, running around delivering the milk and stuff. And um, it's like fifteen hundred new customers in in yep. twenty four hours. It's just mental. But for me, when we come out the other side, it's it's to remember it. You know, remember that that guy went the extra mile so that you could have the milk for the kids and the cats and whatever else uh, and not then suddenly trade them off. And I genuinely think that the longer it stays, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, we don't know. Um, but the longer it, it stays like that, the more people will genuinely appreciate one another and appreciate how just how lucky we are in this country
0: um, to, to have everything we've got. Yeah, I really think you're right. I think it's... people. The, the, the sense of awareness of what the service industry does for Joe Public is absolutely right at the forefront of their thinking. And, and the longer it goes on, the better for us. And it's, uh, that sounds nuts to say right now. But the longer it goes on, the better for us because it stays right at the heart of their consciousness. It stays right at the forefront of their thinking. And they start to have a little bit more respect for what we're about. You know, this whole low-skilled, no-skilled tripe, really, I mean, it's just... Infuriating, if I'm honest with you. But From a man who spent his life in the, in this industry, you just think, "Come on, I left school with five GCSEs that were all a little bit shit." If I'm honest with you, um, my German was not great, but uh, beyond that, and what I've been able to build on top of it through this industry, it's just been it, it's been wonderful, to be honest with you. So it's infuriating yeah. when people insult us like that.
1: Yeah, ditto. Did I? You know, 13 years old. My my schooling. Um... <laughs> was was not was not good but you know i started the first ever touch shop at heath Hill community college um by having 20 students working for me and 40 lockers it took them a year to shut me down i was nice. making an absolute fortune. It was brilliant and then they, they shut us down i got uh picked slips whatever they call it. i got called into mr robinson and i my headmaster were the best of buds we really were and he was like mate I just need to say to you that education clearly isn't one of uh, your priorities," <laughs> he said. "But I would love to watch what happens in life with you because you've uh, you've stood out quite slightly here. We all went off on school holidays, came back, and the school has started a bloody tuck shop. So you know, there's <laughs> you've inspired. <laughs> yeah, literally did me over completely. It was not it was no good. I think the camel that, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back is when I started selling BB guns. Um, yeah, that my might dad's. Yeah, it kind of just pushed it a little bit too far. My dad's auction galleries was down in Brighton and I managed to blag one of the boys on the back streets of Brighton because I used to just roam the streets of Brighton basically whilst they were doing the auction galleries. And I found a, a shop who would do a kind of a backhanded, dodgy deal out the back for cash for BB guns even though I was meant to be 18. And uh, yeah, terrified. The living daylights out of my French teacher when three guns fell out of my bag. It was school went into lockdown I, I imagine,
0: yeah. Even back then, it would be like, whoa, now, let's, uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah, about let's, that. Uh, yeah, this isn't a great idea. I genuinely think if my French teacher would have seen that. My friend, the, the, my overwhelming memory of my French teacher is when he said I was a facetious little cretin. Uh, and he was right, I'll be honest with you. I mean, he was absolutely on point. It went wrong, really, because he said I reminded him of his son. And I was like, oh, hang on, I might be onto a win here. And he went, I don't like my son. I was like, okay, wicked well, Losing battle. <laughs> yes. yeah, I might as well just go home now Go home now So you've talked a bit about kind of Joe and, uh, and Anthony How has is, how is this whole situation kind of uh, Has it impacted your kind of relationship? Has it been, what's it been like with you guys? Because you're kind of throwing everything in the kitchen sink right now
1: Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, like you say with the fire um, We got fatigue in the fire period where we were literally sick of one another come the end of it i think and um we kind of yeah we 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 had to get ourselves through it we we looked at it and said do we actually want to carry on doing this as a team anymore you know do we want to do this together or or should we all go our separate ways because it put massive massive pressure on all of us um it showed our failings really quickly you know that we were able to kind of blag quite a lot you know you don't do Mm -hmm. something and you can you can blag it and and the boys won't pick you up on it, but we had to in the fire because everything was so tight. Um, and so we, we got closer and closer and closer and closer together. Uh, there's three of us: me, Jason, and and Anthony are the three owners. Uh, Joe's my GM down here was one of my success managers in London when we had the site. So Joe was brought in to just make the businesses more successful. And uh, with the with the GMs. And then when we went down uh, to the four from six, uh, Joe came to us and said, "Look, I'd love to have a stab at the mill. Can I can I go and do it?" I was like, oh, means going back to being a GM again, dude. And he was like, yeah, but I genuinely think I can do something special down there. So can I have a go? So luckily, he's he's so happy that we're on day number eight. And uh, he's got me 24-7 to, to um, be giving him the, the thing. So we're, we're in lockdown together. Um, and he got very, very um, strange the other day when I told him that two other people were coming. So, you know, it's, uh, it, 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 it slightly worried me. And then went went running off putting on a wetsuit and saying he wanted to swim in the lake. So I thought, you know, there was some withdrawal okay. symptoms there. Um, so, yeah, stock Have a to quiet time to yourself, Joe. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally away from the kids and, and my wife, she's asking questions daily, going, you know, you and Joe seem to be getting quite close down there. Um, but with Anthony and Jay, obviously we're, we're in lockdown here so that we protect everybody. Um, and we have no, no kind of risk of this thing spreading into, into this team and then outward spreading. So everything's remote with the boys. Um, we're, not kind of, we're not seeing each other, which is a bit strange because we're quite used to seeing one another. Um, but again, we're in it at the very infancy of, of what's happening. So we're all just splitting up the work, really. Um, and Anthony's doing the Deliveroo stuff with um, Matt in London. Um, which is great. You know, there's there's some some breathing space for each of us. And like I said this week, um, you yeah, know, his his skill is is with cash flow forecasting, you know, he's got the relationships with the banks. I'm just the guy that kind of is the the front man joker, you know, drive it forward and, and engage mm-hmm. the team. He's the guy with the detail ninety percent of the time. Some of the detail needs a bit of help, but it always does. <laughs> um and, uh, yeah, he sent a message last night saying, look, guys, fantastic result. You know, I've got a memorandum on the on the mortgage for the mill for six months. HSBC have been amazing. Um, and we've managed to secure the overdraft um, because we didn't want to jump straight into borrowing on loans. So we didn't want to kind of be forced into having to jump down that route. We don't know any of the detail yet. Uh, we're very skeptical of borrowing money anyway. We always have been, even when we were borrowing the money here for the mortgage. You know, the only reason we did it is because that we know, ultimately, if push comes to shove, then either Youngs or Fullers would give their right arm for this venue, um, yeah. and they've got the cash. So we kind of always had that as the back pocket. But you know, signing that paperwork to borrow 1.4 million quid, uh, all of us were were shaking as we were kind of putting, putting pen to paper. Um, it's kind of almost like we had to grow up a bit, even though we've been doing this for 12 years anyway um so yeah so relationship wise is um is is pretty solid always has been you know, we have our ups and downs we've been married couple threesome for, for 12 years you know Lucy my wife and Jenny and Stacy all know that you know we bicker and um, we bitch about each other but ultimately we're a team um and we've got the same goals so this will help with that as well I think the cultural journey for us with the fire we knew who in the business genuinely wanted to be part of us and genuinely cared for us and, and, you know, were, we're there. So, but that also then put doubts in your head to go, well, actually, if, if they'd all do, what, what about the other 20? How did they manage to sneak in and kind of be part of this cultural journey, but they don't really, really care about us. Mm-hmm. So definitely challenged us along the route of what our culture was, um, and why people come to work. You know, are we recruiting the right people? Have we got the right people in the business? Are we delivering for them? Because we definitely felt for for 20 months that we weren't delivering for them because we just couldn't. We just didn't have the time, you know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that we didn't want to, didn't have the passion to do it. But every time we kind of let them down, we'd almost shrug it off and go, yeah, but we're trying to save the business. So whereas now, this time, uh, I think it's about, yeah, everything is about them. You know, we had the conversation on Monday last week and debated whether or not we could, could keep the team, you know, and, and how many had to go because we couldn't simply couldn't afford into cash flow. And I said to the guys, I'm not prepared to throw our guys under the bus. I'm just not. I don't care if if it's if any of them we're, we're standing by them. We're gonna go at government. We're gonna go at government 100 miles an hour and we're gonna get a package because this just isn't right. And there wasn't a, no I totally disagree with you, mate. You know, it was a unanimous yeah, okay, let's do this. We've, we've got it. And we did that every day, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday was like, is it, is it really, is anything really going to happen? You know, are, mm-hmm. we, are we just going to be hung out to dry? Is, is it coming? And then obviously all of the incredible work that Kate and Jonathan and Mark and everybody have been doing, um, just kept on sending messages going, please just, just stay firm. You know, just, yeah. just don't, don't bow down, stay firm, stay the course. Um, we know that it's difficult, we're asking our people to be on the front line of this, but if we had all just decided when Boris said, right, okay, you know, nobody go to the pub, and we go, oh, all right, okay, well, that means we're closed then, great, yeah. there's no hope Cheers for that. that. they would have given us that package on Friday, absolutely yeah. none. So, does it sit on their shoulders that they should have done it earlier? Yes, you know, they, as soon as he said that was it, he should have said, right, and we've done a support package that's unprecedented for people, but, they are winging it every day. You know, they do not know what's coming. So, um, yeah, my hat's off to them. The the workload that's coming into the government right now is absolutely
0: insane Um, and trying to make it all work. So... Yeah, I mean, those Uh, civil servants who, not more than sort of four weeks ago, six weeks ago, Dominic Cummings was kind of saying, yeah, do we really need these little army (laughs) of drones to do this work? Yeah, we fucking do, mate, to be honest with you. Tony, and we need more. (laughs) Let's get some more drones, please. more drones, (laughs) that's the answer. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the government, I'm, I'm brutal on the government on most situations, I'll be honest with you. There's no getting around it at all. I think we should be holding them to account in every way possible. But I'm going to give them some leeway at the moment. But there are some things that are going to need to be questioned that coming out the back of this, and I think that's oh, yeah. really that yeah. we don't. We just there's a lot of folk walking around going, "No, you've just got to like forgive them some stuff," and it's like, "No, I think we should forgive them now uh, and make the best of what we have got." But beyond down the track, then yes, we need to be asking some questions because lots of businesses were just that feeling of wondering, you know, is it going to come? Is it going to come? Is it going to come? I spoke to probably four or five different business owners in the last in, in the sort of week running up to that who were all it was emotionally draining for them it's just the physical effort we're all so used to just running around 100 miles an hour working our asses off is one thing but the emotional drain of actually kind of thinking right am i going to have to make this decision now where i'm going to let all these people go and i'm going to have yep. to look them in the eye and give them that you know some people didn't even choose to look them in the eye you know I lost count of how many people said I got an email or a text message telling me or a yeah. WhatsApp message. I'm like, oh, that's just, what? I mean, that's the thing that stays with people forever. You know, the oh. work that you guys are doing, that's the good stuff and the bad stuff, and that will stay. You know, and people yeah. will make decisions about employers of the future. I mean, you talk about Tim Martin, that fellow's not done himself any favours at all. Just some very
1: bizarre decisions that were made in the last kind of eight, nine, 10 days and still are being made, you know, and, and there, are, there, are, there are things being taken out of context and the stuff that's happened with with Rick Stein and his son, I haven't really looked at it, I've, I've just seen snippets of it, but, you know, the Daily Mail obviously got one end of the stick and then the caterer mm-hmm. have come in with a, with another and the pressure that's on those guys, you know, 650 staff, that's massive you know we've yep. got we've got we've got 89 and tim martin forty thousand. i get it That's a know, lot of people. It's, it's a lot of people um and is it is it a uh petitioning kind of approach is it more you know trying to put pressure on the government you don't know these things until it it comes yep. out in the wash do you and but you're right some of it can be incredibly damaging and and will be damaging going forward you know i've got just so sick of hospitality people saying that they were there for their people and then you'd look and go yeah but you're you're not you know yeah you you just you really are not you're shutting up shop and locking down the doors and bulkering in when you've got PE investment behind you of millions and millions of quid so are you the guys making the decision no you're not you're the owner operators that started all of this Mm -hmm. when I met Luke Johnson and we were seriously considering, and he was seriously considering investing in us before he did the stuff with um, Draft House and things. And and I looked at him in town and I just said, "This, this isn't going to work." Uh, and he looked at me and he went, "What do you mean?" I said, "You are going to kick me out of my own business within three months. I just, this is going to be by being back at school. I love the opportunity. I, I'm flattered that we're having these conversations, mm-hmm. but I can't work for a PE." You you I just when push comes to shove, you guys will make a decision at board level and, and that'll be it. Yeah. I'll be gone. Um so I get that there's there's a whole load of different pressures that, that go behind businesses as well. Um but yeah, out of the wash. Hopefully will come uh, an incredibly trained army of hospitality people, professionals that have the opportunity right now to do training and be better trained than ever before. Um mm-hmm. they will see the stories, they will, they will listen to business owners telling their stories. You know, my, my week last week was three nights straight back to back. You know, I did not sleep from Monday through to Thursday and I literally hit the wall. You know, I just, I just hit the wall on Thursday morning. I was, I can't, I'm, I am great at innovating through things. I just can't see how I can sustain this without having any help. You know, yeah. there's the and the grocery stuff, you know, will it work? Won't it? We don't know. We, we really don't know. But if Waitrose, Tesco's and Sainsbury's and Arcado can run profitable, highly profitable businesses, and we've benchmarked our pricing. We're not making the same margin that they're making, of course, we're not. Mm -hmm. But if we can create something here that creates a sustainable business and and pays for all of the bills, and I can rip the guys out of furlough, then I will, you know. And and that's there's an opportunity. And then going forward, when you come for a Sunday roast and we're actually able to operate, we pop the boot and put your week's groceries in the boot, and off you go. Now we've, we've got would you see would you see as that being an opportunity
0: that you would carry on to post oh, this situation? Yeah?
1: Absolutely, I've been trying to get grocers here for five years. Because um, we did do it when we first took over the Grove very uh, in Kent ten years ago, because it was all Kent's garden and stuff. But the footfall just isn't there. So we had all the mm-hmm. carrots and everything out, great displays, eggs look brilliant, um, you know. But it just just kind of fell on its face really because people didn't understand it um then and i kind of wanted this cross breed farm shoppy kind of concept for for a very long time and we can start telling people about you know the lingfield sausages that are made by hannah et cetera that we're selling in packs of sixes now that are 50p cheaper than what you can get a pack of uh, the same quality sausages for in in waitrose right now on our mm-hmm. web shop we sold 150 portions of the damn thing yeah. um so why wouldn't you have them at home because you enjoy them in the pub um, but we never had the tools. We didn't have the right facilities. You know, now we've got this web shop, hopefully all working. So before you even come to us or, you know, you, you make a booking online to book for, for lunch, then we'll send you a booking link back and you can buy your groceries. Um, and speaking of sense. We can, yeah. I, I think it, we can just diversify this business and have more, more strings to our bow.
0: Well, you think as if you take, the average grocery uh, person working in a grocery store isn't uh, that passionate about the product they're selling. They're just there to sell product and, start, and fill the shelves and get it out. If you take the skill and the, kind of, the passion from hospitality people with the ability to kind of understand the product, understand the flavors, understand what it's going to do for you, how it's going to make you feel, and share that and sell that in, boom. That's just, right. that, the, the crossover is just too easy. It just makes perfect sense, to be honest with you. One of the main
1: things I'm really excited about doing, which we're working on today, is the, the box of goodies with the, the recipe. I think it's an absolute winner for me. And we did lamb shanks and we'd already braised off all the lamb shanks and done everything as if it was on our dish and um, kind of put in all the sauce and things. So when everybody ordered from the, mainly from the lane, we did a kind of test run that wasn't on the, the website. So we asked them to email and, and just send in messages if they wanted it. I took them away, and one lady came back. She just went, "That was incredible. You know, I would never be able to do that at home." Um, but because we don't have to produce it where it sits on a supermarket shelf for 14 days or 16 days, we don't have to put all other stuff in it. You know, yeah. we can we can do it. All, and if we can get to the point where we can do it to order, and they can place the the order on a Thursday, and we can cook it off for collection on a Sunday even better you know it literally is fresh food to go then so mm-hmm. we can use all of the skills and the, the flavors and and just make some incredible meals so yeah that's part of the thing that's really exciting me and actually exciting the boys so i think we're gonna have a bit of a try and do a bit of a brainstorming session just um i want them to lead it and want them to drive it really um mm-hmm. and show me their you know show me their skills and what they can do i think that could be a, a real fantastic part of part of the offer as well as having your veggies and pint of milk and marge?
0: Yeah, without doubt, without doubt. Well, I just think from from a kind of relatively outside, inside perspective, for me, this is a massive opportunity to reset the way that we work and the way that we operate. And I think there are clearly some people out there, you being a stunning example, the guys at Leon, the way they're operating right now, there are some really good examples of people saying, "Yes, this is an opportunity to change the way that we work, the way that we deliver, and what we deliver." Those people who are looking at it like that, where you're the ones who are going to come out the other side, absolutely swinging and and getting ready to take on the uh, the rest of the world. I think that's you're the ones that are going to win out of this, uh, and that makes me smile a lot. To be honest, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching the, the way you've shared on social media. You know, it has been genuinely real. It's been authentic. I watched the video. Have you walking by the the, the the I think it was last Thursday uh, where you kind of you, you had a little breakdown. I was like I was crying with you, man. You know what I mean? It's like that's the thing. People want to feel that, uh, and you've done a really good job of sharing that. So first, thank thank you for that. I've I've genuinely appreciated it, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have. And certainly from this little corner of Nottingham, I'm in your corner and hoping that this really delivers for you. I really am because you've got the right attitude. Clearly, culturally, you're absolutely killing it. And it sounds like you're engaging your people in every single decision, and that's a beautiful thing. So, for me, you're on to a win, mate. And, and if when we come out of this, anything I can do to do to ever help, then I am always going to be there because I like good people, and it's nice to be able to see good people doing good things.
1: I appreciate it, mate. Mm. You made me cry again.
0: Um. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we we keep sharing. Um. We yeah, we're going
1: to keep on. I think I was nervous about you know. Uh, f- do I want to put it out there so everybody says i'm I'm a hero no i I don't need anybody to blow smoke up my ass i'm I'm putting it out there to so hopefully people can be inspired by it and and maybe just think actually and I've had a great email from a guy that's got two sites asking how he can get his hand on the app and and do it for his local uh local community there so if that's if that's what we've got to do then uh, then albeit it's great. Um, and we're here to help people. You know, that's that is always what the heart and soul of the pub is. So we're here to make a difference. And it's going to be tough. You know, the weather's I know the weather's changing into this weekend. People are going to be stuck more indoors now. Mental health challenges are are going to escalate. You know, we've got to understand. we got to be there to look after each other. And yeah, if uh, if we come out of this being nicer to one another, then I think that's one of the the biggest
0: upsides for me. Mate, thank you very much for your time. I've really appreciated it. I, I will keep on watching, and uh, maybe kind of, and I know three or four weeks we'll have another conversation and see how you're going. See if Joe yeah. is uh, going to get you into the wetsuit.
1: I literally sent a picture to my wife saying I was going to put it on, and she just came back and just went, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no chance, mate. <laughs> Hot, dang, that was good, man. That conversation made me smile at so many different points. It was inspiring, it was just motivational. I just walked away feeling like I could go and take on the world. And if I'm feeling like that, then you should be feeling that. This is an opportunity to reset. It's an opportunity to do better. Yummy. me are taking that opportunity. Will you take that opportunity? Of course you will. Because you're smart, intelligent people who recognise that we, can, we have this opportunity now. So hit the red reset button and say yes. What do we do differently? What do we do better? How do we evolve our business and our brand? It doesn't have to stay the same. It can move forward. This is the time to make that happen. Thanks very much for listening. I really appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure to be able to bring these podcasts to you. Thank you to our partners, HGEM, Tahola and Vita Mojo, for helping us to make this happen. We're all in this together. That's the honest answer. We are all in this together. We need more help, call the whole town. Now let's try and get this thing off the ground. ground. All in together, let's gather round. We're gonna try and get this thing off the ground.